Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. Matthew chapter six. Matthew chapter six. Can you just play behind me for the, for the time that I preach? Okay. Matthew chapter six. You can stay at this altar. You can stay at the altar where you're at if you want. You can kneel down, but I just want to just drop a quick word for you. Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 34. Felt like when the worship leader was talking about you have a good heavenly father, she said that here. She said that, that he's good and he wants to heal you and he wants to do things like that because he's that good. It just confirmed the messages I was wrestling with. And I want to speak to you very briefly on a topic. My dad's got it. Somebody say, my dad's got it. Verse 25, therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life. Come on, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than Gucci? Come on, somebody. Target. Hey, hey. The gap. Look at the birds. Somebody say, look at the birds. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns at your heavenly Father. Watch me. Look at me. Your heavenly Father. Not the birds. Come on, your heavenly Father. Your heavenly Father. What does he do? Your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? You guys at the altar, you could either kneel or you may back to your seat. And which of you, by being anxious, can at a single hour of his lifespan? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God, somebody say, if God. Come on, say it out all campuses. Say, if God. Watch this now. It says, but if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is today alive and tomorrow is thrown in the oven, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Therefore... Therefore, do not be anxious, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. And, and, and watch, verse 33 is my life verse. Ever since I was in fourth grade, it's my life verse. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Come on, and all these things shall be what? Added unto you. Therefore, do not what? Be anxious, don't worry, for tomorrow we'll be anxious or have enough word for itself, sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Let me speak to you in the brief moments that I have left, and then we'll get back and worship and pray, because I really feel like there's a few more things that God wants to do, and whether it's at this campus or whatever campus, or even online, wherever you are. I'm so honored, first of all, to be here, and I want to say thank you to Pastor Stovall and Carrie. For them, just saying, God, this is your church. And, Lord, we're going to go with revival. We're going to go, Lord God, with your spirit. We're going to go where, 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 Lord God, you're taking us. Come on, can we just give a big hand clap for our pastors? Because we, we love them. We honor them. I, I take, it, take it very seriously when I get to speak and depart some, impart something, hopefully, that will just continue to Help this church move forward. I want to pray and get right into the message and maybe just speak for about 15 minutes and then get back into worship and pray. 
got a few more words that I believe God has given to me. Father, I thank you for your word. I pray God would just go down into good soil. Hey, God, that you would reap a harvest of 30, 60, 100 fold. Lord, I, 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 I love the atmosphere of heaven. And Lord, it's here right now. Here, now, yeah. Jesus, you change everything. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, come on, everybody said amen. We read in Matthew chapter 6, and let me give you a quick background very quickly here. We find ourselves in Matthew chapter 6, but you have to back up because if you go back just a few chapters, we see that Jesus now has been water baptized. And Matthew chapter 2, he gets water baptized, and the Bible says that the heavens open. Somebody said the heavens open. The heavens open, the Spirit of God descends upon him like a dove, and the voice of the Father said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. It's a picture of the triune Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And at that moment, when Jesus comes out of the water and the anointing comes on him and he gets the affirmation of his Father, what happens next is very unusual, is that he is led by the Spirit of God into the wilderness to be tempted by the enemy. Because Jesus is known as the second Adam. The first Adam was the one that was created and placed in the Garden of Eden. And if you understand what Jesus did, Jesus overcame the three temptations that the first Adam in a perfect garden failed in, but the second Adam in a wild wilderness overcame. And what the first Adam lost, the second Adam regained everything and more. Now, you have to understand something about Jesus. Because sometimes we read the scripture and we think that Jesus defeated the enemy because he was the son of God. Although he was the son of God, he was also 100% man and 100% God. It's the incarnation of God becoming man. But Jesus did not defeat the enemy in his divinity, he defeated him in his humanity. Now, this is important for you and me. Because if he defeated him with his divinity, then we would say, well, Jesus was able to do it because he is God. But he defeated the enemy in his humanity. And the same way, ah, God, the same way Jesus defeated the enemy and overcame temptation is the same we overcome the enemy and we overcome temptation. If you, if you read the scripture, I got to hurry, is that Jesus overcame him, watch, by being filled with the Holy Spirit. Listen. And when the enemy twisted the word of God, it was the proper interpretation of the word of God that Jesus used the word. And with the spirit, watch me now, and the word, he overcame the wicked one in a wild wilderness. The wilderness is a type and shadow of the world in which we live in. And so if Jesus overcame, that means we overcome. Somebody say amen to that. So sometimes we have to be careful that we understand what the Word of God is really saying. I, I, I remember growing up in church, and we used to have the saying. The saying was like this. They said this to me. And I used to preach this sometimes, and, and, and I realized it wasn't true. So don't say amen until I finish the statement. I used to hear, 
God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. I used to hear that all the time. I used to preach that. And then I realized that's wrong. Mm -hmm. Even the other campuses are like, what? No, listen. God said it. I don't need to insert myself. Because God said it. I believe that settles it. No, no, no. You and me have nothing to do with it. If God said it, it is settled. I don't know why we stick ourselves in the middle. As if I validate the Word of God. The Word of God is true whether I believe it or not. Come on, work with me, celebration, right? Watch this, because I'm going to help somebody. Agnostic, you're welcome to come. Atheist, you're welcome to come. Hindu, you're welcome to come. Everybody is welcome. Whether you believe the Word of God doesn't make it true. It's already true. God doesn't need you to make His Word true. Oh, if I was John Gray, you'd be giving me a bigger hand clap than that. The brown man could preach too. Come on now. Don't look at me like that. So, so Pastor Benny, if the Word of God is not true, if I believe it, because it's already true because God said it, then when I believe it, what happens? It doesn't become true. It becomes transformational. I say it again. It becomes transformational. So now we're not conformed to this world, but we're transformed oh, by the renewing of our minds. So the word of God is not true when you believe it. It becomes transformational when you believe it. This is significant because when you recognize that Jesus now defeated the enemy by the word of God and by the spirit of God the same, same way that me and you, because when you're born again, you now become born of the spirit. And then when you be filled with the Holy Spirit, there's the gifts of the spirit. There's speaking in tongues. There's prophecy. There's words of knowledge. There's nine gifts of the spirit. And this church believes in the supernatural outworking of the Holy Spirit. I'm going somewhere. Because what happens is, is that now Jesus comes out of there, begins to heal the sick, begins to do some miracles. And the Bible says that he calls now 12 disciples. And you read earlier in the chapter, and he calls them up to where he is. When you follow Jesus, he's always calling you higher. When you watch me, the enemy, that's why when the enemy was getting cast out and he says, let us go into some pigs, watch what happens. When they go into the pigs, immediately they go off a cliff and go down into the ocean. So Jesus calls them higher. And when he calls them higher, he begins to teach them some things. And he begins to teach them about anger and lust and about marriage and keeping your word and retaliation and loving your enemies and giving to the needy and how to pray and about fasting and about laying up for your treasures in heaven. And then we get to verse 25. That's why he uses the words, therefore. Because of everything I've spoken to you about, now I could make this radical statement where he says, therefore, do not be anxious. Come on, celebration about your life. Why is Jesus telling his disciples, 
his followers not to be anxious because it is our natural tendency to let worry and anxiety creep into our lives. Now watch. Just because something is natural doesn't mean it has to become normal. I tried this section over here. Let me try the other. Just because something is natural doesn't mean it has to become normal. And yet we've embraced anxiety and worry in our culture. And we have comedians that make fun of it. And, and, and we have people that just say, oh, my gosh, just give me a Xanax. I just, need some, I just need something right now. Oh, my God. I'm just so overwhelmed. Oh, my God. And what we have done is we normalize something. And so, so what we do is we accept something because, well, it's just natural. So what is anxiety? It's being torn apart in two different directions. It's things that are outside of your control. The word anxiety is literally if you had two horses and they put a rope on each hand and they went different directions, it's tearing you apart. And a lot of us are dealing with anxiety and worry. But some people say, well, Pastor, no, no, I'm not dealing with that. I don't deal with worry and anxiety. I'm just really concerned. Come on, have you ever said that? I'm just really concerned about my kids. I'm really concerned about my finances. And we mask it that way, not knowing a spirit of worry and anxiety is trying to come into our life. But just because it's natural doesn't mean it's normal. The reason why I can speak about this is because this spirit controlled my life. I was worried. I had to get everything right. I had to have the right friends, I had to live in the right house, have the right job, have the right, 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 right woman or right wife, and, and everything had to be right, 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 right. That I missed out on what the one thing I needed to get right first. So watch this. Jesus tells us something. As he begins to tell us, he says, Listen, I, I don't want you to worry. Now listen to this because it's going to free somebody up. He did not say, don't feel it. He didn't say that. He said, watch, don't be it. I used to think that when I felt worry and anxiety, I was in sin. But just because you feel something doesn't mean you become it. He, he, said, he said, no, no, don't be. Don't become. Don't allow your feelings to begin to tell you what is true and not true. You are not your emotions. Come on, you're not your feelings. Here's the reason why. Because your emotions and your feelings, they're fickle and they can change. Your emotions change based on what you eat. They can change based on your circumstances. You feel certain things, but that doesn't mean you become those things. Let me see it to you this way. Your emotions are not there to lead you and guide you, but to inform you. They should be indicators, not dictators. I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not dictated. I feel this, but come on, somebody, I'm not dictated by that. 
It's indicating that something is not in right alignment. It's indicating that I might be, uh, I might be somehow relying on myself. It's indicating that I may not have God first. It's indicating that something is out of alignment. And what revival does, it gets me back in alignment. You know, when you get new tires, many times when they say, well, you, you gotta, you're going to get new tires, and, and this just happened, but you need to get your tires now. You have to get an alignment. Have you ever been driving? You feel like your car is pulling to the left or to the right? And what happens is it will prematurely wear out your tires that are supposed to last 60,000 miles, but they'll last 30,000. If you don't continue to allow the Holy Spirit to bring you into alignment, you can start wearing things out. That should be 60,000, but you're only going 30,000. Come on, work, right? Come on. So let me just say it to you this way. You are not what you feel, but what you decide. Life is about my deciding what I really choose to believe. Life is about what I'm really thinking about and what I'm really believing. Because whatever you focus on is what you'll feel. I'm, look at all this. Oh, my God. I, I feel so overwhelmed. This is so big. Oh. And the feelings are real, but just because you feel it doesn't mean you become it. So let me, let me prove this to you. All campuses right now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end in about two minutes. <laughs> Has anybody ever felt like just, just getting road, when you had road rage, just running somebody off the road. Let me see your hand right now. Come on. I know you're in a revival, but be honest right now. Come on now. Ooh, I even saw people on other campuses. I could see you waving like that. Let me, let me, let me check it again. Make sure. We're, how many ever ever had road rage and you just wanted to go nuclear on somebody? Come on, wave your hand. Now, let's be honest. How many of you felt it, but you didn't do it? Exactly. How many of you ever felt like just slapping somebody? Come on now. Woo! Pent-up aggression in this church. How come when I said that, somebody was looking at their husband? Mm, he's talking about us. And see, the wife does that, but if the husband would do that, she'd slap you right now in church. I mean, say, how many how many ever felt like Come on, just slapping somebody. Come on, wave your hand at me. Come on, wave, 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 wave. This is a wave. But how many of you didn't do it? Mm-hmm. Okay, let me see how honest you are. How many of you felt like giving somebody a piece of your mind? Ooh, aggression again. I felt that one. Come on, come on. You know what I'm talking about, right? That neighbor... The person in church that took your seat you always sit in? Come on now. Huh? You know what I'm talking about. A sacred place at the altar. It's got your spot and somebody knelt there. Don't you know that's my anointing right there? What are you doing my anointing right now? Come on, wave. Mm -hmm. But you didn't. You felt it, but you didn't become it. Isn't it interesting that we can do all of that? And not understand that if we did it with that, worry starts to attack us, 
And you say, no, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. No, devil, not tonight, not today. You chose the wrong woman. You chose the wrong man. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm above and not beneath. I'm the head and not the tail. God's going to go before me. He's behind me. He's opening up a door that no man can shut and shutting every door. Yeah. So what? Sit back down. We're almost done. Are you guys learning something? I said, are you learning something? Yeah, I feel a lot of things. All the time. How do I, well, well, why? Because I got teenagers. I was like, why did you have to become a teenager? You're crazy now. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm driving with my, my 10-year-old. I said, you're my last one. <laughs> Please. <laughs> See, last time you were at Celebration, you had color in your hair and you had hair. I know. I got two teenagers. Mm-hmm. And I used to color my hair, so I would have had gray last time I was here, too. Don't look at me, women. Come on now. I know you already. I know you. Miss Clara. Watch this now. You are in control by the Spirit of God and the Word of God of your emotions. You can rule and reign because of Jesus. Can I hear an amen to that? You say, well... I don't know about that. Okay, let me, let me just prove you one, one point, then, then I'll pray for people. Because I, I felt like this was the word, and God's going to, you're going to get broken free from worry and anxiety. And next thing, and when it tries to attack you, come on, on Friday, you said, oh, I got freed up on, 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 on Wednesday night revival service. Because what you focus on, you will feel. Isn't it interesting that Jesus says this, Pastor Stovall? He says, about all this stuff, he says, look at the birds. Jesus was a master. He says, take your eyes off of everything and put your eyes. Let me retranslate this for you. I want you to put your eyes on provision, not lack. He provides for the birds. That's what Jesus is saying. Whatever you focus on, you become. Beholding Jesus, we become changed into his image. We go from glory to glory, from strength to strength. Are you with me, all campuses right now? Are you with me? Watch. Watch, 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 watch. So right now, if I asked you, I want you to think about a person or event right now that did you dirty. You got ripped off. They broke your heart. If you begin to dwell on that person, that circumstance, within 60 seconds, you're going to start feeling anger and bitterness, and you're going to start feeling all those emotions. Why? Because you focus on that. If I asked you right now, focus on a person or an event that made you happy, your wedding day, your, 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 your honeymoon, your, your graduation of your kids, they finally got out of your house. Come on, that's a good day. If you focus in on that, watch me now, you start to feel joy, come on, and happiness. You start to feel that. Are you with me? How about this? How about the time when 
you could you felt proud about yourself because you got that master's degree or or you got that GED, praise the Lord. Or you got out of prison. That was a great day. Don't laugh. My, my uncle's just got out of prison 30 years, 30 years for, for, uh, for an offense. I just leave it like that. And he got out. He's happy. Amen. Just if you if you would just think about that for 60 seconds, your emotions will begin to follow what you focus on. Do not worry. Don't be anxious. If my heavenly father, your heavenly father takes care of the birds and the flowers, will he not take care of you? Are you not more valuable than they? And then he ends this thing, which I'm going to end because I just want to worship and just do some things. And I'm hungry. i got to go get something to eat. He says... You have a new father, a heavenly father. Somebody was recently telling me, Pastor Benny, I went to this therapist, and they said because my, you know, my mom and my dad, they were, they were addicts, and, and I, I'm going to be an addict because my father was this, and my father, I said, stop. I'm glad for that therapist, but they're comparing you to the wrong father. If any man or woman be in Christ, they're a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Is there anybody that is a new creation right now at Celebration Church? Give him a 10-second praise break right now. Stay standing. All over, all campuses are standing. You have a new father. You have a new family. But you're part of, a, of an eternal kingdom. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All these other things will be added unto you. We're kingdom people. That's why when I give my tithe, he's not taking anything. I give it freely. It's my response. It's, it's my worship. And when you give in the kingdom, you can never outgive God. That's why whatever I do for the kingdom of God, whatever I do when God places me in a local church like celebration, and whatever I do, it's not, well, it's gone. No, it's deposited. I believe that it comes back to me, pressed down, shaking together, running over. I, I believe that I'm in a new kingdom. I'm in a new realm. And in that realm, I may feel anxiety and worry, because I do. I feel it. I'm telling you, I feel it. I do at times. But I don't become it. And I, I got a word, and here's my altar call tonight. If you are battling with anxiety and worry and depression and that stuff that weighs you down, there is no judgment here. But this is a sacred place. It's a sacred space at all campuses. It's amazing as I preach this message that upwards of 70% of people are responding to the altar call. Because sometimes we don't want to admit it, 
But remember, if you feel it, you don't have to become it. Because you're not your feelings. They're indicators. Come on, not dictators. That's why I don't worship when I feel it. I worship because he's worthy. And then when I worship, I begin to feel it. I don't worship. Watch me. I don't feel and then worship. I worship and then I feel. So I want to pray. And if this is speaking to you, speaking to you, I got a few more times I want to give. If it's speaking to you today, the Holy Spirit is here. When I say three, I want you to get out of your seat, whatever campus you're at, and flood. I love what Pastor Stovall says. It's a sacred place, Pastor Stovall. This is a place, and I love it, Pastor Stovall. I, 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 wanna, I know I'm, on, I'm speaking, but I love it that there's a church that believes in an altar, that believes that God still moves. Come on, somebody at an altar. It's not old-fashioned. We need to come back to the altar, man. Because at the altar is where you get altered. So if you're saying, that's me, Benny Perez, that's me. And you know what? I'm tired of becoming it. And I may feel it tomorrow, feel it the next day, but I'm not going to become it because I know who I am. I know I have a heavenly father. I know that he's good. I know if he takes care of birds and flowers, he's going to take care of me. And devil, take that. You're not going to control me by my emotions anymore. Be One, you know who you are. Two, People are already moving right now. This is it. This is your moment. You're not going to be the same. Are you ready? One. Are you ready? Two. Come on, right now. Ready? One, two, three. Right now. Come on. Come on. Come on down. Come on. Come on. Come on down. Come on down. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.